to the barbershop yesterday <laughs> and so in the barbershop i'm like one of the youngest guys in there who's been in the relationship for a minute and so i've been with my wife now for 10 years married for six so a lot of the guys in there ask me for advice and we're always just chopping it up and like the conversations always get funny because like some guys are young some are older some have been in and out of relationships and a few of them are married but they've all been married for a short amount of time and every time I go in there, we're like talking about relationship stuff because they always want to know my advice because I like had a bunch of girls and whatever kind of did my had those days and then got into a committed relationship. And an interesting topic came up. And then towards the end of the conversation, I thought about you. So they were talking about the concept of love. Right. And everybody's everybody's like. um way of describing love was different from like the attribute standpoint of how, how they were describing it. But it all came down to one thing that I recognized and it was a feeling love being a feeling. So like some of the younger guys, you'd be like, yeah, like, you know, you, you would, you would a girl in the beginning and you feeling everything after a while it, it fizzles out and like, like sex isn't good and yada, yada, yada. Some of the guys who've been in a relationship for a long time talk about like, yeah, like sometimes you got to deal with it. And guys, and once it, once they got to that stage, most guys weren't in relationships after that, right? And I recognized that everything that they were talking about was about a feeling about love. Like yeah. love is you're supposed to feel like you're with this person in order to like be with them forever. Yeah. And I started to think about like, this is why I think the honeymoon phase of love is so dangerous. Mm. Because everybody thinks that it's always supposed to feel like this, right? Like it's always supposed to feel like we always, we always supposed to be vibing. She's supposed to know how I'm feeling. I, there's some things that I shouldn't say. And when I was listening to all these guys talking, it's like, I think people don't realize that love, like love is literally a verb, right? It's an action. Like love is actually a choice and feeling in love. Like that's like the highest amount of like ecstasy that you can feel in the beginning, but also when you reach different levels of being in love with somebody that you're with. And I started to think about you, somebody who's like had experience with like being in relationships, me and you both have kids. And I know that you're in a newer relationship. And I know that like you're in that probably in that zone, that time zone of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought about you. I was like, damn, right, I, right, what Heinz, right. I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder what Heinz thinks, because I know you've had a lot of experience. I've noticed you're very in tune with like yourself and like you're very in tune with your masculine energy, your feminine energy, much like myself. And I think that's why we vibe uh, so much. When you go through this kind of phase, being what you've been through in past relationships and being in one now, how do you differ differentiate like the old honeymoon phases versus this honeymoon phase? And do you see similar or do you see similarities, um, a lot of similarities in the past ones and the ones now? And the one that you're in now? I would say my past, yeah, that's kind of tricky. My past honeymoon stages were, uh, mm -hmm. they're always just present. Like, you know, I think when two people mm -hmm. come together, there's an actual chemical reaction happening, you know, like in that honeymoon mm -hmm. phase, like mm -hmm. when actually you have like, if you're having physical sex or anything like that, there's actually like mm -hmm. dopamine and stuff that's released. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. in the past, like my honeymoon phases, they're always just present. Like I was just with that person in that moment. It felt good. But if I looked into the future, I still didn't see a future with them. You know, like in my mind, I was always just like, I like this person. You know, they took off some boxes and let's see where this can go. But my, mm. I can't actually vision marrying this person. I was super against marriage. Like, first off, like I just didn't mm. see myself getting married because I didn't have any visible testimonies growing up. So I just didn't think marriage is actually a thing that works. Like I was like, majority mm. of them end in divorce, divorce. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't, I just didn't believe in it, to be honest. So even when I got into past mm. relationships, um, I wasn't really thinking about marriage and I wasn't ever really thinking about having another child because I already had a child very young. So mm. when I was in those uh, past honeymoon stages, um, I was just very present, like enjoying each other and saying, well, let's see where this will go mm. versus the one I'm in right now. For some reason, like those fears of marriage and having another child, those completely weren't there. 
Like I was, oh, wow. yeah, which was like mm-hmm. a big thing for me because it's like those fears have always been there. But for some reason like that, this person, that was more of a, I was like, oh, I could do that. Like I, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm, I'm willing to build towards that. And I've never felt that mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even just a feeling, but it's also just like logically, I was like, I could actually see a future with this person and have those things that I wasn't even trying to build in those previous relationships. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. before my mindset was, I got to be with somebody for at least five years till I even, yeah, X amount of time, till I even know if I'm going to marry mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it was very like on a logical, like I had like a time limit, five years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And I remember one relationship I was in, she was like, you know, we need we need to be married after a year. And I was like, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I was like, that's crazy. Why are you tra- like, why are you trying to rush yeah. me? You know, that's crazy. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I remember another relationship I was in. This woman said, "I love you" in the first month, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "That's crazy." You know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, threw yeah, me yeah. back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for some reason, in this dynamic, I have this relationship. All of that is different. It's like it feels like a mm-hmm. safe space and it feels uh, mutual. And I'm just as much in it as she is. Um, so it, I've been more learning about myself because, like, how do I go from, you know, a year ago being against marriage and the possibility yeah. of having another child to like, oh, I could see myself doing that with this person. And I always felt like if I was going to get married or have another child, I was going to lose a piece of myself. Like I was going to lose my individuality for some reason. I felt mm-hmm. like when I, I felt like if I married a person a piece of me would die and I would never be able to get it back. But in a bad way, like I understand when you get into a relationship, there's mm, things you have to mm. sacrifice, but mm. I always felt like I wasn't going to be able to do the things I want to do in this world because I had a child young, right? Like just a couple of years yeah. after high school. So mm-hmm. a lot of things that I would have done as a younger person in my twenties, I didn't get to do. Oh, so okay. the idea you. of having another mm-hmm. child was like, Oh, I'm like restarting that clock. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to do things again for another 18 years. So it always looked like mm-hmm. a cage to me. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, with the woman I'm with now, I just don't have those fears and everything seems possible. And the idea mm-hmm. of having possibly another child seems exciting. And I'm like, that's just weird for me because I've never had those yeah. thoughts. Yeah. So I'm wondering, so I have actually a few questions. Like how much would you attribute your growth as a, as a man to be able to see like those things actually aren't vices, like having a kid and being married versus it being the right person that you found. And that person is the one who took that away. How were you able to differentiate that? Because for me, like, you know, when I met my wife, um, the reason, (laughs) the reason why I knew she was like, you know, the one or whatever, because like, you know, when I was young and doing my, what what I was doing, when I met a girl, I kind of slept with them the first night that I met him and whatever. And the wife, the girl that I'm my wife now didn't do that. It took me a long time to recognize. I mean, it took a long time for us to actually do anything intimate together. And within that time, I learned how to talk to somebody and know them. I'm like, damn, like she's interested in me. I actually am interested in asking her questions because she's asking me questions. And I'm actually getting to know her outside of the, physical thing that she can get i can i can get from her which is really just getting a nut off you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i'm wondering so that's what that's what the what thing was for me um and I, again i don't know like what you and yeah, yeah you know yeah, your yeah, yeah. your partner have done so I'm, my question is like how do you how do you differentiate it from you and your growth as a person before you met her versus it being her turning that switch off for you you know what i'm saying yeah um like what's the difference in those dynamics um like, can you tell if it's more so of your growth and you recognize I actually can do this because I've grown and no, I see that, that these ex- it's, yeah. yeah, it's more so, I would say it's more so it's her. Cause I think even if like, let's mm. say I was in a relationship with another person, mm-hmm. um, you know, like right now who was like not the right person for me, I wouldn't, I, my last relationship was like a year ago. Um, it was very mm-hmm. short, like, like dating. And I did not have these ideas. Actually, we were arguing about the fact because, like, she was like, "Hey, we would need to be married in a year or something." That's the pathway I'm oh, on. Oh, this is the year. This is the year woman. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yes, a, a cool person, anyways. But like, I was just like, "No, I gotta be, <laughs> I gotta be in a relationship with somebody for five years." And I realized it's just like, 
I just wasn't certain. Oh, so about, you were t- so you told her that? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we're talking about it. We got to yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, that's just how I see it. Um, mm-hmm. it's actually the interesting thing in past relationships. I realized I never really like led heavily, you know, because I was just there. And I realized I didn't lead that much because I didn't know where we were going because I wasn't confident yeah. where I wanted yeah, to yeah. take you. But in mm-hmm. this, all I do is lead. I'm just very um, affirmative. I'm just very like leading everything. And I've even mm-hmm. like just tapped more into my masculine in this in this dynamic mm-hmm. because I'm confident where I want to take us. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then she even mm-hmm. says that she's uh, been able to be just like naturally fall into more of her feminine side because she like trusts my leadership. And she yeah. feels comfortable. And she says in past mm-hmm. relationships, she was much more masculine, actually. Yeah. Right. So I feel like mm-hmm. for some reason, we're both complimenting each other to be in our like in our natural energy and like mm-hmm. honor each other in that way. But I just think it's her. I just think when I met her, like I was just like, nah, it's you. Like it, it was just like mm-hmm. I just it was like a knowing. And I had to talk to some people because I'm like, I'm like, is this even real? Can you really just meet somebody and just feel like, you know, they are mm-hmm. the one like, don't you need more time? But mm-hmm. I was in past relationships where there was time. You know, I've been in relationships that lasted yeah. two years mm-hmm. and, and two years mm-hmm. still didn't feel like this person was going mm-hmm. to be the one. So um, I'm not super young. I have other relationships to contrast to. I just felt like when mm-hmm. I met her, I was like, I literally felt like I'm like, God made you for me. Like, you know, in the Bible mm-hmm. it says, you know, man and woman come together and become one flesh. Mm-hmm. The idea of losing myself with other people. I think was the idea of becoming one with somebody and I couldn't envision myself being one with this person, but with her, the, mm. the woman I'm with now, I'm like, Oh yes, we can become one flesh. Like that is something I'm willing to walk into. Mm. So would you, so you would put it all on her just being like the right one to unlock, to take those vices off of like how you thought of how you think that, Mm-hmm. Having kid and being a married, that's not actually a vice. You are, you attribute that to her just being the, like the like God sending her to you. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, even before her, logically, I know that like marriage is the best way, um, monogamy is the best way, a child is the best way for like people to go and have growth. But I just felt like because I had a child young and because of who I am, I like to be alone. I didn't have to go down that path for me to have like mm-hmm. a good life. You know, like I've done my celibacy. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm out here in these streets. I'm actually yeah. very much just grounded at home, taking care of my daughter, doing my content, growing a business. Um, I felt mm-hmm. like I could continue on the path I am going. Mm-hmm. But when I met her, then I felt like for some reason, when I met her, I felt like. Like I did feel like I met my other half, but before I met her, I thought I was whole. But when I met her, then I almost, I almost instantly felt like now I was a half. Like there was, there was something that I was missing that I didn't realize was missing. So it's almost like, I feel like the right woman can unlock parts of your heart that you were, that you wouldn't be able to unlock by yourself. Right. And Mm. I just felt like she was kind of that missing piece. That's now giving me the opportunity to observe things in, in myself and be like, Oh no, there's are things that were missing in your life. And like the possibility of a marriage and like actually building a family, um, that is something that actually excites you, you know? Yeah, no, I can I can speak to what you're saying 100 percent, bro, because like for me, the things the reason why um, my desires have always been to be a great husband and a great dad. And that's it. Wow. And I remember being I remember growing up and watching like TV shows like Full House and like That's So Raven and stuff like that mm. and seeing these family dynamics of like, oh, man, too. this family like lives together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they live together and my mom and dad got divorced. I moved with my high school coach and he got divorced and like I've seen like all kinds of like different forms of abuse and I just, I just remember being a kid. Like I want to like raise a family and like have that thing on the door where like every time your kids get taller, right. you like mark it off. Right. And I've learned that going to what you were saying is like, those desires of mine kind of were washed away because of what I've seen, but subconsciously I wanted them. And I had to battle through my old things of like having a bunch of women playing sports and what that did, uh, like the doors that, that opened up for me to kind of be kind of like frivolous, um, like in college and in high school and stuff like that. And the way that I got unlocked was when I had a woman who was down to ride with me through those rough patches, right? Like I, I had infidelity in my relationship with my wife before we were married. Um, I had problems from my past of like how I saw my mom and my dad communicate, which was very 
not through words, but through like body language and tone of voice and stuff like that. And she unlocked me by showing me the willingness and commitment that she had to stick with me because she saw the potential in me. She saw what I really did desire because she told me like, you know, I remember seeing you around like little kids and like hearing you speak about the thing that you're actually passionate about, but you don't recognize that you're passionate about something bigger outside of football. Mm. Football is just a thing that you see. So what's interesting to me to hear you here is like, I mean, what's interesting for me to hear from you is that like, the reason why I asked you the question if it was you or her is because you have to kind of work in yourself to understand that when that gift does come, you have to be ready in a sense. And I think I attribute that to you and the work that you constantly do by being by yourself, by having a daughter early, recognizing that like that time was taken away from taken away from me when I had her because I had to be present and be a dad. But now that I'm older and I've done this and I found the right person. I'm actually not losing anything. I'm actually gaining things because the things that I don't see, this person is unlocking, right? Like, and that's why it probably like matched so fast for you because you did do that work in the beginning or over, over the years, I would say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, even when I did the work, you know, part of that work was obviously just to grow and I wasn't happy where I was in life and I wanted mm-hmm, to like, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to improve myself. But another thing was I did want to, be resilient against lust because when I would look into society, I always saw high value or high achievement men cheating on their wives or potentially ruining everything to that. So I think, you know, even before I was almost like preparing to be in something, even though I wasn't sure if I was going to be. And I'd always, Mm. I I would always leave like a 5% or 10% window in my mind. Like I would say, listen, if I do get married, it's not because marriage is on my to-do list or it's not, because a ch- another child is on my to-do list. But I would, le- I, sa- I would say this like five years to myself, five years ago. I said, if that happens, it's going to be because I meet someone and like what I feel with them, those things birth out of that. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah, yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. you know how you said like, you're like, I always wanted to be a good husband and a father. Yeah. Just because of the, the way my life went and I already had a child young, I wasn't really desiring marriage or another, or another kid. But I would always say, if it does happen, it's because like whoever I'm with, it's, it really came out of that. Like that person really made me feel like I want to build that with them. I know some mm-hmm. people just have like marriage on their list. Like it's something that they know they want, but that wasn't yeah. on my mm-hmm. list. Even it wasn't even mm-hmm. on her list either, actually. You know, mm-hmm. like she said, she was like, she's very similar to me where that's what I liked about her is because she's a creative and she really mm-hmm. just be at home in her vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. in a space. And she said the same thing. She was like, I was, she was celibate. And she was like, I was in the thinking of, I'll just be alone and do what I do and create, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I've, I kind of wrote marriage off the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think like what Damn. you said also, sorry. Um, cause you're like back in the day, you used to watch like full house and all that. I used mm-hmm. to do the same thing. And because I didn't come from a strong family unit, I used to mm-hmm. like, I used to love watching the Cosby's or full house. And I used yeah, to be saying, yeah. like, I, I mm-hmm. wish I had that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah, I yeah. had that. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, just seeing so much dif- d- different dysfunctions and like different, you know, family circles in my life. I just was like afraid of that because I, I what mm-hmm. I saw on TV wasn't reality to me. I'm like, that's just TV because all mm-hmm. I saw around me was like broken marriages. Yeah, brokenness. So I'm like mm-hmm. full house and the Cosby's isn't a realistic thing. And I think mm-hmm. I created that like individualist, the individualistic mindset in my mind as a protective me- mechanism to be like, yeah. you know what, mm-hmm. this is what I'll do because last thing I want to do is be with someone I'm not happy with and just be arguing all the time. But Mm -hmm. I feel like when I met my woman now, like those inner child like desires kind of like unlocked again. And I realized those those things, those Mm -hmm. things are there. They've just been buried. Right. Mm -hmm. And also because you have, you've never been in a relationship where you felt like you were confident or safe to even bring those desires back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, bro, how much, how much do you feel like, like your subconscious mind, like your child, like that inner child, like holds on to those things. And I'll, maybe a lot of the things that we do in our alone time are doing like um, to like self-development or whatever you want to call it. How much of that you think attributes back to like that inner child of like what we really desire? Because like I can I can empathize with like putting up that wall. Like, oh, that, that, that's fake. Like and, and, it, and it's fake. I'm calling it fake because I'm so afraid 
to go for it thinking that it's real that i'm actually more afraid of the pain that i happen if i attempt that thing you know what i'm saying yeah so how much do you think of that inner child are we actually feeding through like um i guess like the the self-work that we do or the things that we strive for i think a lot to be honest i think a lot Mm. Because, you know, there's generational blessings. You know, often you see people who come from good marriage units. It's a possibility they'll repeat those cycles. And it's also like, mm-hmm. you know, generational curses. People who come from a lot of times, sometimes from broken families, repeat those things yeah. as well. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. just being children, you know, you can develop some fears and then grow up saying, I don't want that. Because that's what I did. I saw a lot of people arguing. Like, I saw a lot of couples arguing around me growing up. And I was just like, why, mm-hmm. why would I want a home where people are just arguing. And I think that's yeah. why I love my, my peace and quiet. Right. Because I, you know, <laughs> I had, I had, uh, my parents weren't together and they both had different people. So I was in different houses, just hearing screaming. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. even like I realized as an adult, it's very hard for me to live with anybody. Cause as soon as I hear noise, it was like a trigger for me because mm-hmm. I grew up just hearing noise, like people yelling mm-hmm. and shit. And I was like, I hate, mm-hmm. so to me, I was always like, I need to create my comfort. I need to create my peace. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I create such a sincere, like sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, that's facts. yeah, that's facts. Yeah, that's facts. Probably yeah, yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just had to have the lighting perfect, like the sounds perfect, mm-hmm. the vibes perfect. Cause mm-hmm. it's like growing up at certain points, there was just a lot of noise and a lot of mm-hmm. yelling and arguing and I mm-hmm. couldn't handle mm-hmm. it. So to me, mm-hmm. like families have always, to me, I looked at families like drama. Like, because mm. I, you know, cause, and I didn't really grow up in much family. It was just me and my mom. And then I had my stepfather came into the picture and, you know, they had some problems. But like mm. everybody else in our family, like nobody in the family is twice. There's always this drama that, you know, this auntie with this uncle's beefing, grandma mm-hmm. with nephews beefing. And I'm like, what's the point? You know, like everyone yeah. just beefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think me planning my future from that was simply like out of fear and a protective mechanism. Cause like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering like, so I, one thing that came to my mind for me is like, like I talked about like my, my, my relationship with my wife. And I think over time, like she gave me the time to like iron out these things. Cause she saw kind of the potential in me based on like my core principles of like hard work, commitment, dedication to a craft. Right. And Although I have those core principles from the sport that I played, there was still a lot of like noise, how you describe with like family, like fighting and like being homeless and like just stuff like that to where that stuff didn't affect me. It made me keep going. Um, It made me keep going and striving for the thing that I wanted. Now with you, I'm wondering how, how were you able to not absorb what your environment was and act upon that later. Cause I think that most people like whatever, like your vibe, your environment is what makes you. And it seems like you're the person who lives in a certain environment and you're like, I don't, actually don't want that. And you took it to your own space where it's like creating your sanctuaries and stuff like that. And now you're in a relationship and in like kind of a, a honeymoon phase, knowing that I want to take this to the ne- next level. How do you navigate through that? Like, okay, now I'm about to do this. And I saw nothing but like noise and, you know, relationships are hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you will, you will disagree. You will argue. Um, have you thought about that kind of stuff yet? Like, how are you going to balance when those, when noise actually does come and it's something that you really don't like? Yeah. Um, I think so far, <clears throat> like we've kind of, we've kind of started off like communicating a lot um, mm-hmm. just to like build that foundation from the beginning. And we're both mm-hmm. very much similar in nature. Like I always felt like if I was going to be with someone, I was going to become boring. Like I was going to have to like, I was going to have to adapt to like a normal modern couple lifestyle. And mm-hmm. like, I was going to mm-hmm. have to live in a home that looked like every minimalistic home. I, I you know, <laughs> but like, yeah. if, if like if you look at my woman, like the way she lives her life already is almost like very similar to mine. Like to me, it's like, Oh, hundred percent. So like when people see mm. us together, they're like, everyone's like, this makes sense. Like everyone's like, I knew <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Bro, remember so, when you told me when I, when I found out who it was, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Of course. So this like, makes perfect sense. Like, I just feel like, like thinking about being in the same environment. It, to me, it already automatically fits. Like, I'm not mm. afraid of that. Um, and I'm not very afraid of like what happens when there's noise. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, if we have this strong communication, 
I think we'll be able to work through it. Like, I think because I'm like in my later, not my later years, but I'm not in my young twenties anymore. I have like communication mm-hmm. skills, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I actually want this to work. That's a big difference. I realized like a lot of oh, times 100. I'm happy you said that's that, a bro. big yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. Cause I realized mm-hmm. actually I wasn't even trying yeah. in past mm-hmm. relationships. I wasn't really mm-hmm. putting effort in because mm-hmm. I didn't know I wasn't, I realized I wasn't that interested, but when you want it to work, it's like, you're going to do whatever you have to do to make it work. Cause this thing's important to you. It's a priority. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, whatever we had to do to work through these things, let's do it. Um, in the past, sad to say, in my mind, every relationship I was in was was disposable. Because mm. I always felt like whatever, you know, I'll always be good by myself. I got a, I got a hard question for you, bro. <laughs> so, this guy's like, I'm would you I'm call... <laughs> I'm coming for you right now. I gotta, I gotta, no, because I gotta, I gotta ask because I'm like, why is this happening? Like, you've been in past relationships. I was kind of like you. I'm just like, everything's disposable. Like, I meet you, we do whatever, like, whatever. I was like, but I'm, I'm me, making myself sound like I was called, but like, I'm just, just such no, no, a, no. Just I'm, such I'm, a, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, no, I'm not saying you were called. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is like, you were with the person, you was with them, like, you vibe with them, you like them, you, you, you're willing to go on a journey. Yeah. But if like you want, if you want to dip and I ain't really feeling like, if I don't see the future, like you said, it don't, like, it don't really, mm-hmm. like, if we broke up, it'll probably bother me because we built something, but I'm not, I know that I can progress and move on. I can, I can move on. Oh, yeah, on. for sure. Under, yeah, yeah. So, but the way you describe it, it's just like, so would you call this like, like being in love, like right away? Yeah, yeah I would. You know, what's funny. <laughs> so, you know, what's funny. You know, what's funny. I actually like yeah, yeah. I had to go on Google. I went on Google and I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I was like, I was like Googling. Uh, I was like, I'm like, have people ever like felt like they're in love right away? And then like it actually mm-hmm. worked. And then I was reading mm-hmm. all these stories on Reddit of people who were like, oh, you know, I met my uh, partner. We were married mm-hmm. after three months and now we're going on our 15th anniversary or a person's oh, like wow. all these people mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I met my partner. We were married within the first year on our 10th anniversary. And everyone's just like, man, I just knew once I knew. And I really just have that confidence because it's not like other people I've been with. I was like that. It's not like, you know, p- some people have a pattern of being in every relationship and they're like, this is the one, mm-hmm. you know, it, I've never really, I've never really been like that. I've never, I've never mm-hmm. even, I've never publicly even like, shown i've had a girlfriend like in my mm-hmm. life no one's ever mm-hmm. seen me have mm-hmm. a girl at, at mm-hmm. this point people mm-hmm. probably think i've been celibate out the womb you know they <laughs> yeah. just know i have a child they don't even know who i had a child with yeah 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 mm-hmm. but like so this is the first time any like but like now it's like and pretty fast you know i was just public mm-hmm. with this person because i was like i'm confident mm-hmm. and i've never mm-hmm. done that you know mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not repeating patterns from past relationships where i'm like oh this is the one Hey everybody, this mm-hmm. is my girlfriend. I've never done that. I've always actually mm-hmm. kept my relationships very private, very mm-hmm. secret for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't have a lot of faith in them. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have the mm-hmm. re- Facebook status go from in a relationship to it. <laughs> it's complicated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I also have like a big public platform. You know, yeah, so just 100%. so to step mm-hmm. out and just be like, hey, this is my woman, is like it's also like a big thing like that's a that's showing Mm -hmm. a layer of confidence that where i'm saying like hey like i've never done this before but this is this is who i'm riding with this is who i'm walking Mm -hmm. with in life and i'm confident about Mm -hmm. that so i would say it is like a almost like an instant feeling of yeah being in love wow bro yeah you're the first person oh go ahead go ahead go ahead because no because i said i actually said it to her like probably a couple days after i was like I'm like, I mean, after you, after you met her, I didn't say I love you, but I'm like, I, I got really no, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really have nowhere else to look. Like I'm, I don't need to look anywhere else. Like I'm, I'm confident, you know, she was already feeling how like did, that too, I guess. So how did it, how did that make you feel like being that vulnerable right away? Knowing like how, like you didn't believe in like this whole like fairy tale, like home, have a child, get married thing. Like, how did it feel to be that vulnerable, like, to be that vulnerable so early, being by, well, you've been in some relationships, but kind of being in your own head of, like, you know, like, the five-year plan, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. are we going to say I love you? Are we going to say I love you till after yeah. a year? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you, how did it feel to be that vulnerable? Well, the good thing was, like, um, I don't know, I just felt sp- uh, safe to do so, right? I don't think yeah. I would have done it if uh, if I didn't feel safe to do so. Like, I felt a mutual um, energy there. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
of course, like there's a little bit of fear. Like what if you throw a lob out there and it's just not like, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, that's like a small thought, but yeah, it was, um, it just made, I don't know. It just made sense. Like I, like Mm -hmm. when we came together, I was just like, Oh, this makes sense. Um, you know, and of course, like we've, we've known, we've known each other for a little bit anyways, but like in physical presence, uh, not as long. Um, but I felt fine. I felt fine being vulnerable mm-hmm. because if I so wasn't, if I, if I played, I feel like if I played it too cool, it would have been a negative thing. Yeah. And I think that's the scary part, right? It's like, if you feel vulnerable and you want to express this thing, but fear is holding you back to express this thing. Are you, are we missing the opportunity to really have something there? Cause maybe that person is feeling that way. So a part of it is almost acting in faith to express how you feel. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. It's like, I think for me, you know, when I was talking to my wife early, like I wouldn't call it love, but there was something different there that I wasn't going to let her know. Like I ain't, I ain't let her know I'm in, I ain't let her know. Like I'm I'm vibing with her like that because it's not safe because of me and my insecurities of actually feeling vulnerable. Uh, Whereas like her, I, I know she's all in. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she's really rocking with me, but I don't, I don't trust that. Mm. So going all the way, going back to the barbershop talk with like love being a verb and me thinking about you in the honeymoon phase. Do you believe that, you know, how I kind of talked about, talked about like the ecstasy of like feeling in love. Do you feel like that's something that you can sustain over time? Or do you think there's going to be where that completely just like dies off? I'm asking from somebody who's in it now because I'm somebody who's like, <laughs> I don't think my answer if I'm in or out of it right now, but like I, I'm somebody who's like been with somebody for 10 years and understand the actual term love being an action to actually get the ecstasy uh, that you felt in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything sustains itself the exact same way. Um, like in the mm-hmm. honeymoon phase, it's just like, the ocean the tide comes in the tide comes out we've actually already mm-hmm. talked about it like of course there's going to be times where we're probably not as on fire or like you know not mm-hmm. as like intimate um mm-hmm. but i'm cool with that because i just know nothing can be the same energy always but mm-hmm. i do think as long as i think because i'm willing to build and she's willing to build like you said yeah. love is an action so i i'm thinking i'm looking at as we have like a new house to build, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, even like a creative project in the beginning, sometimes you're excited and then you get into that, like create a block. And then now mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, how do I get around this? And I think there's going to be those parts where, you know, obviously there's going to be those struggles. But the difference is for me is in my mind, this relationship isn't disposable, mm. you know, like it's not disposable. It's like, no, I want to make this work. So yeah, see that, that that's a beautiful thing bro it's like because the thing is when you want to make things work quitting isn't an option right like, that's it's not an I'm option like, yeah exactly yeah and that's what's so beautiful i remember like when you was texting me a couple of weeks ago we was texting you talking about like like there's no there's no questions in my mind i was like bro i just love love <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah, I know because yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know i yeah. know what that feeling is like bro no matter what we are going to make it because I'm willing, I'm committed, right? I'm committed to this and I'm willing to jump through hoops or go to this or talk to this person or do what you want to do Hear, hear, hear what you're saying, even though I don't like talking about these small things or whatever I'm willing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's beautiful is when you recognize I'm willing to do this, there's no other option because I want this. It changes the game. And I think for you and for me, we have different paths to that. But when you understand that commitment is possible, a hundred percent, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why it's beautiful, man. It's like commitment is the most beautiful thing because those honey, that ecstasy of honeymoons of that honeymoon feeling, you get it in different stages when you are building on different things in the relationship, right? Like any, anything like when you get a new camera or you get a new car, like you, you're high, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a honeymoon phase in that. Mm -hmm. But after a while, a car depreciates, a camera gets old and a new camera comes out. Mm -hmm. When you with one person, they change, but 
you have to be able to adapt and change with them. And when you can kind of find that mm. eye to eye level, man, that ecstasy hundred times better than the honeymoon because you worked for it. Right. Mm. It's easy. It's easy to be in the honeymoon phase but because it's new. It's fresh. Depending on what you had in the past, if you had like a bad relationship, now this person is treating you good. You're going to be on one thousand, one thousand. But soon as it fizzle, fizzles off, if you're not willing, like you said, if, if there's no other option, it don't matter. You're going to go right back into the tank, bro. I like what you said, because you said people change and you got to be willing to adapt and change with them. And what, I, what I always see in society is, oh, <laughs> People are going to change. So it doesn't mean you're going to stay together because you're going to grow mm-hmm. and expand past them. You're going to evolve past them. Mm-hmm. And people always say mm-hmm. that like, like I was watching a video the other day and um, someone said they stepped into their marriage thinking divorce will be a possibility. And I was like, I thought that was just mm-hmm. crazy. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. That's wild. And they're just like, well, you know, mm-hmm. people grow past people, but you're like, mm-hmm. you got to be willing to grow and adapt with their growth, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like a commitment. And that's what I feel mm-hmm. like I'm willing to make is a commitment mm-hmm. Cause like in my mind, I'm not worried about other women. Like that's not like a worry for me. Like, Oh, like, am I missing out on other women or is somebody else going to come by? Like, that's not my worry at all. So I like, Mm -hmm. I like that that's out of the way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't have that worry with her. Like, Oh, do I got to worry about some other? I like that. That's, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like those are the things that that we have to deal with Mm -hmm. as sometimes Mm -hmm. you do in like your younger years or if you're still in like a wilding out stage Mm -hmm. for, I feel feel like for us, it's really just going to be like what you said honoring those seasons, you know, honoring those mm-hmm. changes, the communication mm-hmm. and knowing it's not going to be full of fire always, but I am mm-hmm. excited for those, those dips, you know, because mm-hmm. even in my mm-hmm. own life, you know, I've seen what happened through my, through my own dips and like how I bounced mm-hmm. back and how I built and how I've come up better. And, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm just committed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, bro. See, that's that's beautiful, dog. Like, and I think I just wish people understood that because everybody comes to a relationship with an expectation of how they should be treated by this person. And that's where everybody fails Mm. because they have this perception of how they should be treated based on a few things, based on what they didn't want to see when they grew up, based on what they saw, based on consumption of other relationships, music, TV shows, just how me and you were full house and whatever, how we saw the families. It's the same thing. So if you don't essentially come to things with a blank template of just knowing that you're committed, it's not going to happen because like the relationship won't work because you're going to throw expectations of how things should work out. And that's why why I love your journey right now, because finding the love by, by what I believe to be true by you working on yourself and recognizing your past, you're willing to say like, there is no other option. And not in the other option of like, like if she want to leave, she ain't leaving. It's more of like, I'm willing to work and whatever you need, I'm willing to do to make this happen. Like that is so damn hard. Yeah. <laughs> that is so hard. And when you go through that and you recognize how to like solve the problems or have the conversation or when to give space, that amount of ecstasy is so powerful, bro. Because like I said, like I said a couple minutes ago, when you recognize that you actually built the skill to do it, oh, dog, there's times with my wife where like I've done something for her and I can tell by the way she's speaking to me or the things she said or acknowledging what I've done that I'm just like, it's not even like I'm a proud of my, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I think it's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm in this dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're I'm, like, I'm, in, out I'm here. in here. <laughs> yeah, oh I'm yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm in here, man. Like yeah. I'm willing to do this for you. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's how God designed marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, again, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an action. Like the way that Jesus loves us, loves, loves us. He chose to do that stuff. <laughs> he didn't yeah. want to do it when he was crying in a garden. He, he didn't want to go. Yeah, he didn't want to yeah, do yeah. it. He chose to do it. And that's why marriage is such a beautiful union because you're choosing to make that decision. And when you do, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like I've telling, I've been telling we, me and Charlotte just did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, man, I think we're at the point of marriage where it's like, this is how I always envisioned it, envisioned the marriage where it's like, it's not, you know, about being happy or um, being high of ecstasy in love. It's about like, look, 
I'm rocking with you, dog. I don't give a damn what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm rocking with you. And you need your space? Cool. Because space is a scary thing in relationships. Mm. You give somebody space. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, Charlotte, like, she give me my space. I give her her space. I have no worries. It's just how you talked about her, like, I'm not worried about another man or her with another man or me with another woman. I trust her with that. Mm. That's a part of, like, maturity. And that's a part of trust that you guys have, I think, because of you guys working on yourselves for so long. And now I feel like God has, like, aligned you to where, okay, we have this foundation. We're willing. Now, whatever comes our way, like, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I love that. Actually, because even, it's actually funny, funny, like, when I was in this relationship, for some reason, I've never done this. But, like, in past relationships, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I'll be on the gram. I still, like see like a photo or something i like i'll be like mm-hmm. oh, a little click click mm-hmm. a little double tap but for some reason <laughs> a little harmless a little harmless a little harmless, a little harmless you know so give shawty her give shawty her yeah, give her praise but for some reason when i got into this i just didn't want to do that like i was just mm-hmm. like i just i just automatically acted differently and i'm like well i don't even want my name popping up on you know this half uh thirst trap because i also just mm-hmm. want her to know like i'm really in this with you you know like my I'm eyes committed. i'm committed i'm committed dog i'm, my I'm eyes here. Aren't anywhere mm-hmm. else and i didn't want to mm-hmm. plant any mm-hmm. seeds of doubt by something that mm-hmm. is so frivolous and like mm-hmm. i could avoid mm-hmm. doing and i actually mm-hmm. said that on twitter i was like man there's really no need to be planting seeds of doubt in your woman's mind by just going crazy on thirst traps online mm-hmm. and the women mm-hmm. were all like thank you and the men were like no 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 bro <laughs> like no nah, like no nah, that's mm-hmm. just an insecure shorty and i was just like Bro, I, that is dog. That makes me so. That makes me so. Bro, I watched a Joe Budden podcast where they talked about this, and it made me. It made me so mad because it's 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 incredibly selfish yeah. to think that it's an insecurity problem. Because if the roles were reversed, oh, oh yo guys, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, yo, yeah, we'd be bro. livid. Dog, don't even don't even get me started with that, bro. Because it's a double standard, and I think uh, this is one of the point about being in relationships. One of the best things that you can do when you're committed to somebody as learn how to put yourself in their shoes, right? Whether it's like cleaning the dishes or who's watching the kids, how much sleep did you get last night? If you can't do that for your partner, it's not going to work because it's the same thing that single men or men who are dating. It's the same approach of like, Oh, if I like a, if I like a pick, it's harmless. But if she like, if she got feelings cause she a woman and she emo- like, no dog. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. I don't know who made this narrative, but the same reason why you're liking the picture is probably the same reason why she's liking the picture or vice versa. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you can't make your own narrative based on what you think of how, because of how a woman is right. Like it doesn't, right. it doesn't make sense. And it is, it's, it's frustrating, bro. Like, and it's part of the reason why I feel like women need to like take their power back in that. sense of like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. Like that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like women don't like pictures because I'm with, cause I'm committed to you. But if a man like a picture, it's like, Oh, it's because like, like I'm it's, it's harmless. Like, like, yeah, come on. Bro. Nah, it's my biology. I'm supposed to be like, out like, here doing come all on, that. Bro. That whole biology thing, bro. Like, this is what I say. Like, one of the most powerful things about faith is like God created us in his image. And I hate when guys use analogies like, you know, I'm a lion. Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I protect the pride and the women go out and hunt. Like, no, bro. Like, you have a brain. You know, mm-hmm. you were made in God's image. You can think. A lion has a design to do a few things. It's a slave to its go, nature. Yes, that's it. And like, that's how it was designed. But we are made in God's image. Yeah. We have a brain. We can we choose. Have a con- we have a con- Yes, we can choose. We have a conscious. Yeah. I'm, I'm pointing at a third. I'm pointing at a third eye. But yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't. But that's not. Yeah, that's not my vibe. That. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, 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 not, that's not my vibe at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you. But you have a brain. Use it and don't use these stereotypes that you ten times out of ten learn from somebody else, bro. Like you probably haven't even thought about what you really think. You know what I'm saying? Because there is truth in like the biology of a man and a woman, but okay. not yeah, to the different. extent that yeah, but not to the extent that people like these guys be talking about. But I just be like, dog, well, like you're. I also think like men, like we like numb ourselves because yeah, men will say, well, you know, a woman is different; she's much more emotional, and like we, mm-hmm. you know, we are supposed to be out here as predators taking down every ting. It's just <laughs> our nature, and it doesn't. I, and I think it's just we numb ourselves to that because before yes. I went celibate, I felt like casual sex had no effects on me you know i was just i did i did it whatever 
after I went celibate, I wasn't able to have casual sex anymore. I was actually mm -hmm. only able to have sex in a mm -hmm. relationship and sometimes mm -hmm. would even realize, oh, sex too early in a relationship can cause a lot of mm -hmm. damage because I wasn't like mm -hmm. numb anymore. It's like I detoxed myself of that thinking and that lifestyle. So after when I stepped back into having physical relationships, I was like, mm -hmm. I wasn't in that thinking no more. I'm like, no, like sex is just as important uh, with men as it is with women. And mm -hmm. it does have damaging effects for men as well. Mm -hmm. 100%. Just being all out here. Mm -hmm. It go it goes back to like even like how like I was able to like see like with my wife. Like it's like, oh, we're not doing this. And it gave me time to like know her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like it's it's like why why men say like, oh, I'm into a girl, but as soon as I have sex with her, it's like oh it's it's, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, it's damaging. You don't give yourself that mental space to learn if this is somebody you can like, you know, date or do life with. You know, so, I think I think that your your girl talks a lot about this. Like you should be dating to marry to figure out if you can marry this person. There's truth and validity in that a hundred percent because I've lived it. Um, I'm living it now, being six years married, ten years together, and the life I lived before wasn't on that vibe at all. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think people so, should wait till marriage? Are you asking me from a religious standpoint? <laughs> no, no, I was just like, like, like <laughs> not, obviously from a religious standpoint in Christian culture. Here, it here's, is, here's what I here's what I'll is, say. Here's what I'll say. <sighs> okay, so I think that the reason why me and my wife have done so well is because we did a lot of things early. I lived with my wife my junior year in college. We had an apartment together. And we learned a lot of things of like how to live with each other. The little things that you don't see unless you live with somebody early. We obviously had like sex early. Well, not early. We we waited much longer than I ever had sex with another people. person. Yeah. Um, and by us doing those things early, I recognize that people who wait and get married and they actually live with each other have a lot of problems that they realize because they dated for four years, didn't live with each other and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And they think it's all good. Then they move together. I'll do you for four years and blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. you know, a lot of it like ends in like not being together anymore. Yeah. And it, so it's difficult for me to answer that question as a Christian man who didn't follow those principles and saw the benefits of not following those principles. I had a conversation with a Muslim guy in um, the barbershop yesterday and he told me about their kind of like traditions of relationships. And I was like, do you feel like that's a vice? Like, like a, your parents have to choose who you're yeah. with and you can't choose. He's like, he couldn't answer the question. Right. Because he can't freely think about these things. It's like so I tweeted the other day. I was like, I told, I tweeted the other day. I was like, people need to recognize that they're a human before they're a Christian or a Muslim or whatever. When you're a Christian, when you become a Christian, they call you a born again Christian. Yeah. You're born again. You're a human first. And for me, I always think about that. I'm like, well, I'm a human first. Well, I don't think about that anymore. Unless when I mess up and I sin. But like other than that, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a human first. So when I made those decisions, there is, you know, I don't want to call them benefits, but there's things that I've learned that I wouldn't take back because they were fruitful for me. So long answer to your question. I think that People should wait if they have the knowledge of waiting when they have. Yeah, that's that's what I think, because like I didn't have the knowledge of it. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't have waited anyway. But so, do, you, do you think like when you and your wife started uh, going there anyways, like were you already committed to her? Like in your mind, were you like she's the one? Because in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily say thou shall wait till marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a Christian mm -hmm. culture thing. Because you're not supposed mm -hmm. to be adulterous. You're not supposed to be leaning into sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mm -hmm. say, because there's no actual like definition of marriage. Is there in the Bible? Like, uh, like you have to go to a ceremony and there's none of that. That's not yeah, in I don't the think Bible. There is. So I'm like, mm -hmm. in your mind, I'm like, is marriage also like a commitment? Well, obviously we, and culturally, yeah, you get married, you get legally binded. But like, yeah. if you know you're committed to that person and like you're courting towards marriage, is that like, do you think that's all right? Do I, so do I think what's all right? I'm not, I think I'm not understanding like, the question clearly. In the sense, let me explain it better. Like when you and your wife went into those relationships, were mm -hmm. you, were you already confident that that's who you were committing to? Uh, yes, it, it was, but I had some issues of like getting over past things of like right. other women, but I knew that's who I wanted to be with. 
but I had other issues. Okay. Well, that's what I'm just trying mm. to get at. Is this like mm-hmm. in your mind, you were kind of still like, yo, in my, no, in my mind, I'm like, this is the person that I'm going to marry. Like that, yeah. like that full house. That's a Raven yeah. picture in my mind. That's who that was for right, sure. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and that's probably why I was not afraid to like move in with her. Now, right. yeah. So I said, yeah, that's exactly. why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the same thing with you was like that's why I'm not afraid to tell her yeah. that like uh, this is love. So yeah, I would. I, I see what you're saying. Like yeah, so I was committed to her. And that's the reason why I was willing to move in with her. Because anybody else, I'm like hell no. You say like I'm, I want my space, but with well, with Charlotte, I was like no, like us moving in together makes sense because you're you're the one like mm-hmm. i am committed to you now i started early and i knew that i wanted i wanted to be committed to her but i didn't have the skills because i didn't have the resources when i was young exactly so i built the, i built the skills over time through, through my through, through my what through my willingness to want to be with her yeah i was committed to that just how you explain um with you and your woman it's like no like i'm like i already know like I'm, I'm willing. Like I'm, I'm willing to jump through hoops and change mm. my communication and do whatever. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, all I have to say, yes. Um, I do think. Well, I don't think I answered. I answered that question. I don't think I answered the other one of like, should people should wait? Um, well, I think that's like per, that's a personal thing for people. Like it's hard to just put yeah, that on people. You have yeah, to wait. That's why it's hard. But yeah. I just mm-hmm. obviously for myself, just like being a newer Christian and like reading the Bible, I was always interested in where did the wait till marriage come from because it's not i don't i I don't find it's not an actual command it's just you're not supposed to be adulterous and you're supposed to obviously have relationships mm-hmm. with your wife but what mm-hmm. defined like what defined a marriage two thousand years ago yeah bro i just had this conversation in the barbershop did you <laughs> they, were, they were talking i did because they were talking about like do you believe so because my my the, my barber cuts my hair he he lives with he lived with his girl i'm gonna have him on the podcast soon um, and they're not married. And he's like, you know, you know, what's the difference between us getting married and what we're doing? We've been doing this for two years. Like, I don't see how marriage makes a difference. Um, and then we were talking about, he asked me like, does it matter? I'm like, well, it kind of depends on what lens you're looking through. Yeah. Like if you're talking about it from a religious standpoint, like I would say in most religion, yeah, it matters. But if you're not, that's not your vibe and you like, lo- you guys love each other. It's no different from what I did when I moved in with Charlotte. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like, I don't know. Like, I think that's all super personal because, like, it all depends on how your parents raise you. You know what I'm saying? There's so many variables into that. And, like, when you're talking from a Christian perspective, it's like, once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's like, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but that's like, it's, I'm saying, like, you, like, it's, you're forgiven for that. You don't have to, like, dwell on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think also it's like, I think if you know, maybe on your heart, if you don't think you should be doing that, you shouldn't and not just go, well, Christ is going to forgive me anyways. Cause I, I don't like the mm-hmm. whole perspective of like, well, I'm born again, Christ got me. So I'm going to just intentionally do things that I know I shouldn't do, but like mm-hmm. whatever Christ got me, like I'm going to go mm-hmm. be sloppy because I know I'm forgiven. I just feel like mm-hmm. that's like lazy. And I just feel no, like, it is, it is, it is lazy. I used to be, I used to be like that when I was uh like in my early college. Years, and I feel like sure. when God gives you a new spirit, it's like, you just want to move differently. You know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like, cause I, what always deterred me from being a Christian in the past was I'd meet Christians and it was like that. Well, I can do whatever I want because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm forgiven. And I was just like, mm-hmm. it just seemed lazy to me. No, it is. You lazy. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I just mm-hmm. never understood where the actual wait till marriage came from or what defined a marriage because, you know, going to an altar, like the whole ceremony, that's a cultural thing that we created humans. We created that mm-hmm. together. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three thousand years just ago, just like just like the church, just like the church was in a physical building, right? Like right. when Jesus was doing his thing, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. commu- yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I was always like, mm-hmm. if you know, like, hey, this is the person I am committed to. You, you have com- made that commitment together. Is that and like you prayed on it? Is that is that like spiritual marriage already? Like, are you binded already? Mm-hmm. Because in our society, it's like we say we're married. We're married when we have the actual legal binding, which mm-hmm. I I do believe is an important thing as well now. Before mm-hmm, I did, and mm-hmm. before I was like, "Why does the government want to be in my business?" <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's what I'm not saying. We need to have the answer to that. I've always just been curious about no, that, that. that. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that. I'm actually gonna ask uh, your pastor, uh, my pastor. Yeah, because that's actually super interesting to think about. Because I never even looked into like I just always I thought the going to an altar was like a biblical thing. I didn't. Re- I didn't really recognize that like that was something that we did. I mean, um, as humans, I've never read it in the Bible. I've never heard of like yeah, two but, but even when I think about together, yeah, yeah, even when I think about like um, 
like man and woman become one flesh. It's like, yeah. Like, but does that mean that we have to like, you know, jump the rope or go to the building or sign the paper for that to happen? So I see, I see what you're saying. Like, I don't, and I don't know the answer to that. And I think it's something like I do want to, um, yeah, because I feel like, about. yeah, because for me, like at least spiritually and not even just spiritually, spiritually and practically, like I am, I already feel, I already know, um, that I am committed to my woman. I'm not trying to make an mm-hmm. excuse to have sex before marriage, but like, yeah, I am already like in the sense of, no, I am committed to you like regardless. And like, I feel like, I feel like God has let me know, like there's just certain things even before that, like I felt like God was pointing me to this person mm-hmm. and I prayed mm-hmm. on it. You know, I feel like she's prayed on it. She says she prays for me. I like that about her. She prays for me. So like, to mm-hmm. me, I'm already like, to me, I already feel married to her, which sounds crazy, but like, mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to legally marry her as well, just because that's mm-hmm. the culture and that's like the societal thing. And I feel like for a woman, it also, you know, it's nice when a man wants to actually go through that with you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're doing it because of the culture that has anything to do with it? Or are you doing it because you know, or you do, or are you doing it because it's important to her or is it important to you too, to actually do like the legal thing before? So I, this is another thing. I was always super against that. I was like, if I get yeah. married, I just want it to be like no legal, just like, yeah, I, I was always down to have like a ceremony, but I was like, why do I need the government in my business? Yeah. Like I just don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. that sense. Um, mm-hmm. but now like, that's not even a worry to me now. Like, it's like, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I want that. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. But with anybody mm-hmm. else, I guess I was like, why do I want to be legally buying to this? I couldn't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Especially when you see, when you see brokenness, bro. Like when you see like what it costs and yeah. like all the things you got to go through, bro. Like you, you ever heard that, that quote, uh, uh it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> like, well, if, you, if you get divorced. Well, because also women, w- women initiate uh divorce more than men do. And there's mm-hmm. no fault divorce, meaning like you could mm-hmm. just leave a marriage at no fault. And still, mm-hmm. let's say the woman, um, you know, made less money. A woman could say, mm-hmm. I'm initiating this, this divorce at no fault really of his, of his own. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go to, and I want half of everything. So that's also like a scary thing for men. And that's actually, yeah. a, that's a big conversation now in society yeah. is mm-hmm. what is the benefit? What is the advantage for men to be married? And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't feel like there is an advantage for men to be married. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was in that thinking as well. But mm-hmm. for me, it changed when I met this woman. But if I wasn't mm-hmm. with this woman, I would still probably be like, well, what's the beneficial for me? Especially myself, who's somebody who's like becoming like popular in the online spaces. I'm making more money. To mm-hmm. me, it almost seemed like, well, why would I want to risk mm-hmm. all of that? Mm-hmm. You know, bro. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about next. The next time we uh, sit and drink uh, tea and, and vibe. I want to talk about that next. Um I got to uh, pick up my daughters and stuff soon. So, so I got to dip. <laughs> but um, I want to ask you something. Based on everything we just talked about. And your experience. What I talked about at the barbershop. What I've been through these past 10 years. Um, do you believe in like love at first sight? After going what you've been through? Well, I have to say that. Uh, yeah, I have to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like. It's not like we walk. Not like, not, it's like, not like, not like you walk. Not like yeah. you walk down the street. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. you. I ain't talking about. Yeah, I ain't talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that. Let's clarify that. It's not like I just walked past the street and saw someone and said yes. Um, because mm-hmm. we already we already knew each other, but from far we don't even, we didn't even live in the same country, right? Um, mm-hmm. but still, like you know, five years of like kind of like knowing each other, um, mm-hmm. and kind of like you know, but like so if you have if you have to give a definition of love at first sight, or or like true love, what it, love at first sight, true love falling for the person super fast, whatever it is, what would you attribute that to? Cause you said, I know you guys talked and stuff over the past five years. Not uh, even that much online. though. Like we didn't talk that much, mm-hmm. but we just like, we just had a, you know, what's actually a big difference was, is that I have a lot of respect for her. Okay. Like I respect mm-hmm. her as a human being, like uh, her, her thought process, her perspective, mm-hmm. her creativity. So even just like meeting her, it wasn't really on. I was like, I was like, if there's something there, amazing. But if it's just going to develop into a great friendship, amazing as well. And she had that same perspective, oh, okay. right? She had that same okay. perspective. Mm-hmm. Like there was a very, I have a, there's a lot of respect there. And I don't think this is going to sound weird. I don't think other relationships I've been in, I respected them as a human being, but like, I didn't respect them in a sense of like, like just respect them. Like, wow. Like 
like their craft or whatever. Like I, I'm an actual mm-hmm. fan of her as well in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. like a thought mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. But like the the difference, I mean, the answer to your question was, I don't think it was a feeling like the love. It, to me, it was more of a knowing. Like I was just very confident. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I just feel this right now. And every, yeah. and every mm-hmm. day it's still more confidence, more confidence, mm-hmm. more confidence. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, even for the last two months, um, been together every day for the last two months. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like almost like rapid dating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's beautiful, bro. Like I said, like I told you a couple weeks, I'm super happy for you, bro. Like love is a beautiful thing and commitment is a beautiful thing, especially if you're willing to just do that work once you make the decision that like this is what I'm rocking with it changes the game and it's what I want people to understand that like you know whether it's love at first sight or building the relationship over time the core thing is like recognizing that you're willing you know what I'm saying once you understand that and you understand that the other person is on that too y'all can make it you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all can make it. There's so many relationships I don't know of, like, it's infidelity. The other person got pregnant. The, the, the person, like, decided to raise the baby even though they got pregnant. There's more. Like, I, I know so many stories, and they've made it because they were committed. And being committed means working through those really deep issues and possibly finding a third party or taking the space and allowing that space to happen. There's so many ways, but all that is attainable and possible when you're just willing to just say this is it. And I'm willing to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful, beautiful. thing. Did you, did, you, did you run out of tea? I ran out of tea like 20 minutes Bro, ago. I've been, I've, you haven't seen me. I've been <laughs> pouring nothing into my cup. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, <laughs> it's crazy to me how you can drink those whole pitchers, bro. God, I drink one little cup and I'm good. Bro, I drink a lot. I drink a lot of tea. Oh,